Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson Podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to nine, and 26-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, a devotional written specifically for homeschool moms. If you enjoyed the unhurried homeschooler, you will also love the four-hour school day because it's kind of like an expanded version of the unhurried homeschooler. So if you haven't checked that out, be sure to do that. You can find all three of these books at Amazon. You can find them at DorendaWilson.com and you can find the four-hour school day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the places that I mentioned. I'd also love for you to check out my favorite homeschooling magazine, homeschooling today. Listen in for a few more details about this fantastic resource. When it comes to homeschooling, isn't it discouraging to see so much on social media that simply doesn't match your reality? Life is messy. Kids can be exhausting. School doesn't always go as planned. Sometimes we all need some real encouragement, some real, truly practical help. That's one of the reasons I write for Homeschooling Today magazine. The entire team at Homeschooling Today wants you to know that messy, exhausting, imperfect homeschooling is an incredibly beautiful thing because it's real life as we take an unhurried, bold approach to homeschooling our kids. An approach that says, I won't compare my homeschool to others. I'll teach the kids God has given me in the way that he leads me to do it. I want to encourage you to check out Homeschooling Today magazine. It is an amazing resource for the unhurried homeschooling mom. The month of Thanksgiving is such a great reminder of the importance of gratitude. We know it's important to be grateful, but sometimes we can lose touch with why it's so important. And we also can kind of forget um, the more practical and doable ways to practice gratitude. I'm excited today because uh, my guest is Nikki Dutton. She is host of the More with Nikki Dutton podcast. Now, we know each other through my son, Luke, who is the sound editor for Nikki's podcast. Um, and she's also, uh, Nikki is also friends with my husband's wife, um, Julia, which I think I've mentioned her before to all of you. Um, Some of you may have even met her at some of the conferences she's been to with me. But she works, uh, Nikki works for full time for an anti-human trafficking organization called A21. Um, In 2019, um, she and her husband, Scott, uh, actually quit their jobs in Georgia and moved across the country to California so that uh, she could volunteer with A21, and that's where it all started. Um, Since 2011, she's been speaking and writing in a variety of retreats and conferences, camps and gatherings. Um, She loves people. And this actually led to the launch of her podcast, More with Nikki Dutton in 2020, and she's just now kicking off season three. And outside of these things, Nikki enjoys spending time with her husband, Scott, and their dog, Scout, and Cat Trooper, who have been along for the ride during all of their adventures over the last four years. Nikki, welcome. I'm so grateful to have you here today. Hi, 
Dorinda. Yeah, thank you for having me and hello to your community. And I'm sure I'm going to meet so many good people and moms through this whole experience. <laughs> you definitely will. This I've got the best audience in the world. Um, I believe it. <laughs> so uh, this is funny. You move across the country to California. Most people yes. are leaving California. So how <laughs> right. does that feel? <laughs> yes, I, I know. It, it was bizarre. because So we are from Georgia. My husband, Scott, and I both are. That's where we met. That's where we got married. It's actually where I met Julia uh, while working at a nonprofit here in Georgia. And when we left to go to California, I mean, you have all the images of like Hollywood and palm trees. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because actually even now there's more movies being filmed in Atlanta than there are in Hollywood. So I think, yeah, your comment about us going the opposite direction, I definitely think we were going the opposite flow of traffic. (laughs) So, but it was great and we enjoyed being there and have just been blessed and amazed at how the Lord has kind of woven our story the last few years. That is awesome. So what part of California are you in? Well, we were in Huntington Beach. And oh. so we were in Huntington Beach and it was beautiful. I love and it there. we were loving it. it. It was really great. There were actually so many wonderful churches out there, incredible Christian community. And then when the pandemic hit, we actually ended up moving to Dallas. And that is where A21 had moved their headquarters. Oh, wow. And then from there, we've made our way back to Georgia, believe it or not, <laughs> in the last year. And so we are, have done full circle. We never thought that when we left. We were like, adios, we'll see you guys at the holidays, and now we're back. So (laughs) it's just, that's how the Lord does things sometimes. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, I know you have a lot of really wonderful things to share with the mom, so I'm just going to let you take off. Um, And share share with, with us what's on your heart. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, today when we were just praying through and wrestling through this topic of simple ways to practice gratitude, the first thing that came to my mind in this whole theme of thankfulness and gratitude is that regardless of your personality, your disposition, your circumstances, I really do believe that gratitude is a practice. I Mm -hmm. think for a long time, I thought you either had it or you didn't. You were either a grateful person or you weren't. It just was kind of marked in your DNA somewhere, but I I do believe as I've lived a few years that you get to practice gratitude almost in the same way that a doctor or a nurse will practice medicine. You get to practice this aspect of giving God your gratefulness and gratitude and also expressing that to others on this side of eternity in a way we may not get to do when we're in heaven. There's a really unique opportunity to get to express that thankfulness in this life on this earth. And I mean, for all of us who are listening and who belong to Christian community, scripture is really where we turn to find those examples and tips for how to practice gratitude. And one thing that I am really grateful for is that in the Bible and in stories in scripture, we see these different men and women and communities practicing gratitude and thankfulness in a variety of situations. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that's actually what I love the most about scripture is that it's not just telling us this outright truth, although it does help us to know how to live and how to move in this world, but it also paints a picture and gives us context for how that truth is worked out. And so Mm -hmm. 
in a lot of these stories, you see, like I said, these men and these women expressing gratitude in really difficult circumstances mm-hmm. or really complex circumstances. Exactly. And you know, I love what you said about it being a practice. You could almost refer to it as a discipline. A lot of people don't like right. that word, but it's actually a really good word because, you know, if you're gonna work out and you're gonna become stronger, there's discipline involved. You have to mm-hmm. be consistent and you have to be committed to it. And so practice and discipline, I, I feel like practice is a great word for just like, it's just like brushing your teeth. Like you're just going to do this every day and right. and there's not a question about it. It's not, you know, no, no, we're not wrestling with whether or not to do it. It just becomes a habit, a practice or a discipline. And I was just uh, re- running, I just ran across a verse um, before we got on here that I just thought was so good. It was 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 that, um, that says, read, Rejoice always, that's verse 16. Pray continually, that's verse 17. And verse 18 is give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's powerful. Yeah, amen. That's not just like, oh, here's a buffet and here's an option for you. It's saying this, you want to know what God's will is for you? It is to be thankful. That that is his will for you. So this is something that definitely qualifies as something that should um, be a practice in our lives. Absolutely. And it's appropriate that we can expect that we will get stronger in this Mm -hmm. practice. So Mm -hmm. it's okay if if for myself, if in this season, I feel a little bit weaker in this Mm -hmm. area, that is completely acceptable to God that we can just offer where what we have and where we're starting and lean into this. Yes. Absolutely. I always say that God is not offended by our weakness. No. Right. (laughs) Right. He can handle it. He can handle it. Absolutely. And that's where we see that he leans in and he works in that space. And that makes me think of a very specific story in scripture. It's actually in Genesis 16, and it's the story of Hagar. And in all of the Thanksgiving sermons that I think I've heard in my Christian life, I don't know that I've ever quite heard one tied to this story Mm -hmm. because it is a unique situation. Uh, Just briefly setting up the story and giving a painting the picture for what's happening in this part of scripture Hagar is an Egyptian servant to Sarai and Abram. So this is Sarah and Abraham pre their name change. Mm -hmm. And Sarai is not understanding God's way with his promise. God has made a promise to Abram that he will give him descendants that outnumber the stars in the sky. But she's not understanding how that's going to take place because she's getting older and she hasn't been able to bear any children at this point. And so she takes matters into her own hands. She comes up with a solution and that is when Abram takes her servant Hagar and conceives a child with her. Well, once Hagar gets pregnant with this baby, we see in scripture that that causes contention between her and Sarai. And that is just this moment where you start to see this conflict and uh, these two women going head to head. And what that results in is that Hagar actually flees from Sarai and from Abram so that she can go and withdraw because she just feels like this situation is hopeless and she's being treated in such a poor way that she leaves and she actually Mm -hmm. flees as a pregnant woman into the wilderness. And then she has this very unexpected encounter with the angel of the Lord who finds her by a spring of water in verse seven. 
And he calls her by name. He speaks out to her and and says, Hagar. And he asks her where she's coming from and where she's going. And there's this interaction that happens between Hagar and the angel of the Lord there. And the angel of the Lord goes on to say that you are pregnant. It will be a son. His name will be Ishmael. And in verse 11, because the Lord has listened to your affliction, he gives this personal proclamation to her. And what I love about that whole story and why I take the time to set that up is because in verse 13, we see Hagar's response. She calls the name of the Lord who spoke to her by saying, you are the God of seeing Elroy for truly, she said, I have seen him who looks after me. And so why that relates to practicing gratitude? Well, this is a woman who was in a very difficult situation. Socioeconomically, she's in a difficult situation, relationally, physically, and she still had this ability to to see and to recognize the God who knows and sees her. And from that place, she offers him this gift of gratitude, this name. And in scripture, she's actually the first individual to give God a name, Elroy, and to call him at that way. And from that, as a woman who did not have this position in her life, she fosters this relationship with the Lord. And so I think this story stands out to me because while it is complex and there's heartache and mistakes, God still spoke to her individually. And from that place of gratitude, that's where we see her give this gift of a name to God, which is pretty Mm -hmm. incredible. That is incredible. I love that. I had never really read it that way. So I'm glad you shared that story. That's, that's awesome. Well, and it just, it sets up this, this perspective for us with gratitude Mm -hmm. that gratitude can flow out of a place where things are just good. You're just, you feel like you couldn't stop saying all the good things, all the thankfulness to God. I mean, I've had those moments in those seasons where you just feel like a cup that's just overflowing, overflowing, overflowing. But there are also seasons where we can practice gratitude in a way um, that gives that gift of gratitude to God or this thankfulness to others in the midst of these challenging and uncertain seasons. So it can really find itself in either of those places. Absolutely. And I honestly think it's um, more powerful even in the place when we're doing it from a place of, you know, you mentioned her situation, which was complex and her not, um, her not feeling seen, confused and heartache and mistakes and all of those things. And in the middle of all of that, we've all felt all of those things, sometimes all of them at the same time. But that act of expressing gratitude, there is something about it that it it almost causes a lot of those things to just shrink. You know, like our problems so. just seem to minimize. And I think it's because when we practice gratitude, we are putting the Lord ever before us. Mm-hmm. And when we place God ever before us, you know, that scripture says, I... I um, I put the Lord ever before me because he's at my right hand. I will not be shaken. And so in the midst of those circumstances, we can have that sense of not being shaken as we express gratitude to God and put him front and center instead of all of these other things that want to um, weigh us down and, and mm-hmm. cause us to get discouraged. So gratitude can really, we can encourage our own hearts through gratitude. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, even yesterday, I was in a team meeting with our California team um, for A21, and one of my team members was actually speaking on gratitude, which was really cool to see how Mm -hmm. that lined up with today's conversation Mm -hmm. in this meeting yesterday. And I don't have the exact resource. I'll try to find it so that we can include it in the show notes. I'll ask her where she grabbed it from. But she was sharing that you're right. it, It gives something to God or it gives something to others, but it also does something within us. Us. And mm-hmm. she was sharing this research that has been done on gratitude and how it it alters your brain. And essentially she was saying what she had learned is that you've got two sides of your brain and where there's one side that operates in the anxiety and the attempt to control that other side where that act of gratitude or thankfulness comes from. Whenever you're leaning more into that gratitude side, it actually takes some of that activity away from that anxious side. Mm-hmm. And so it, even even in that moment, it's just helping shift something in us, which is not why we do it, but it is right. just this amazing benefit that comes from, like we said, practicing, leaning into practicing this more. Right. And, and God is clearly telling us that we should be practicing gratitude. And he does that for our good mm-hmm. because he knows what, because he's a loving father. He's not saying, oh, here's another thing on your list of things to do. It's it's practice this and and blessing will happen after that because that's obedience to God. When we obey the Lord, there is always fruit. You know, we don't always see it right away. Um, I know for me, there's been times when my, I have burned pathways in my brain towards complaining, complaining and negativity. Um, You know, you mentioned it, it, gratitude affects anxiety in a positive way. It does the same thing with depression. Um, And of course, those two are not polar opposites. They're actually kind of more like brother and sister. Um, but, but often, um, I have read so many different, uh, same things, scientific research that basically you can, you can create new neural pathways, um, so that you're not going down those complaining negative ones anymore, but you're, but you're, as, as you practice this, you become, it becomes easier to take that path of gratitude in your brain, literally in your brain. You can, it, but it takes practice. And I've been there where I have just not been thankful for a really long time. And I was kind of depressed and anxious and all that. And I just made gratitude a practice every single day, twice a day. And I, am, I was amazed how within a week or two, it was becoming I was being thankful and expressing gratitude before I even realized I was doing it. It was so much easier to do that than the other. It was just such night and day difference. So yes, there is science behind it as well. Absolutely. I think it's more powerful than just having a positive mindset. And there, mm-hmm. again, going back to the very beginning of this conversation, it's not just gratitude and thankfulness isn't something that's only reserved for individuals who have more of that positive disposition. Right. It really can actually be a life source for mm-hmm. someone like myself, or I know like you've shared in other episodes that struggles with that anxiety or struggles with these difficult times. It can actually be a major source source of life for someone who might feel like that could not be further from the way that they're experiencing life or how they're feeling. Right, right. And I think that goes back to that verse I shared um, in the last episode, I was talking about anxiety again and sharing that verse, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God 
But then it goes on to say, this is the result. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we're not guarding the peace of God. The peace of God guards us. Mm -hmm. And that happens through laying those things before the Lord and practicing gratitude. And and then we can have this, this peace that you just mentioned. You know, you can be in the middle of all this stuff going on and you can actually be at peace in the midst of it. And what a testimony of the gospel and the power of God. You know, um, when that that looks very different to people, they notice that when you're like, you've got, you know, a light in your eye and hope. And they're like, but I know everything you're going through. How is that happening? And then you had the opportunity to share um, the hope that you have and why you have that hope. Absolutely. I mean, to be completely transparent, I feel like that is where I've been in this season. So as we were preparing for this conversation, you know, there are these prayers going up from me to God of like, are you sure I'm the one to talk about this? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Just because life has been challenging. I mean, as we, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned at the beginning of this episode, my husband Scott and I have been through so much change in the last few years, three states, four cities, a pandemic, all in the span of three years. Plus you've got job and friends and health and life and all these things that are happening in the midst of those moves. Plus we have been trying to start our family. And I know Mm -hmm. that this is a community of moms Mm -hmm. and it has looked really different than we expected, which I know is a very common experience for some of those listening as well. And so I have found in this season that practicing and making a mental effort and an action towards giving gratitude to God or my husband, Scott, or my friends, family, even cashiers that Mm -hmm. I'll meet out in the world. It's almost been like a mini chiropractic alignment for my spirit and heart. You feel (laughs) Mm -hmm. it almost like snap back into place and it doesn't solve everything. So those hard those difficulties, those hard moments, those challenges, they don't disappear, but Mm -hmm. I do feel like they just come under alignment of Mm -hmm. what God's truth is and what God's power is Mm -hmm. and where his presence is. And that has been, yeah, a life source for me Mm -hmm. at this time. Mm. I love that. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even just some practical tips, that's what we wanted this episode to be, are simple ways to practice gratitude. We've Mm -hmm. kind of laid this groundwork for how this come or where this comes from and how this can look, but practically what that has looked like for me and in my life and from individuals that I've learned from is one, it's in the way that we use our words towards others. That is a way that we can express gratitude and thankfulness. And of course that can come from that love and that life source that we have in the Lord, but doing this out loud in text or even in the comments that we're leaving on social media, just to display this gratitude, this Mm -hmm. love, this encouragement for someone has given a lot of life and light to me, but it's also really cool to see how that can change the trajectory of somebody else's day and what that mm-hmm. means for them in that moment. Because you never know, you never know what that barista is walking through in his or her life as they're serving you your coffee or mm-hmm. uh, even what your friends, these people that you're working with on a daily basis in your office, what they're experiencing outside of that work environment. You never know how that timely word or that piece of encouragement or just saying, Hey, I appreciate you and I'm glad that you exist. I'm just so glad that you're a part of this world. It can really make a difference. Yeah. And I just want to jump in here because we are um, talking to moms. Um, I remember several years ago, I want to say several, we're probably talking over two decades ago. Um, the, you know, I was just kind of reviewing what I felt like, uh, you know, 
the Lord's giftings were in my life. And I thought, you know, I think, I think I'm an encourager. And it was like, I just had this little flash and I know it was the Lord. And so it was like, he was saying, are you using that gift of encouragement in your own home? So we're talking about gratitude today. Same thing. We're practicing gratitude. Um, I love what you just said. We should be, um, one of the ways that you have found to be powerful is to show that gratitude to others. And we think about it as, you know, we do think about it as the barista, the cashier, and that's super, that's super important that we're doing that. But moms, are we doing that at home with our kids? Mm -hmm. Are we telling them, you know, like you said, I'm so glad you exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. You know, and I used to tell our, our little ones, um, you know, I would say to them, you know, Ma, I just love you so much. You are my favorite three-year-old in the whole world. And, you know, at that three years old, they have, they don't realize that, of course, I, they would be my favorite three-year-old. Yes, yes. <laughs> no naturally. one else in the family is yes. three years old. <laughs> But anyway, it was just, it was just, it was fun to see the looks on their faces. And, I, you know, I think I'm just going to say, encourage you moms um, to, to maybe really focus on that through, you know, especially through this month and just see what happens, see what happens to the spirit in your home. Um, are you, you know, I guarantee you're probably going to feel more peace in your home, more joy in your home. And I think, gosh, we could just like experiment. I used to love to do this. I would say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to call it an experiment. Um, and, and I would do it because as an experiment so that I could at the end look back and say, okay, what were the results? I did this thing for a couple of weeks. Did I notice anything different? I guarantee you will notice something different, but I just wanted to throw that in there because it can be so easy to forget to practice gratitude towards our children because we are, you know, we're giving them direction a lot of the day and we should be because that's our job as parents, but stopping and maybe just practicing that gratitude in our relationship with them, I think would be, it's just a lot of fun. Oh yeah, completely. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I was thinking about that as well. I don't have children in my home yet, but Mm -hmm. even as a daughter, I can speak to, even if I acted totally disgusted or Mm -hmm. totally like it didn't matter to me, those words that your parents speak to you when they do tell you that you're their favorite three-year-old on the Mm -hmm. planet (laughs) or that you look really beautiful today, or I'm so glad that you did this or came with me here or thank you for doing that thing it can really be a different narrative than Mm -hmm. what your children are hearing Mm -hmm. on a daily basis, whether that's their, uh, it's coming against their own internal negative self-dialogue or external self-dialogue and with our spouses too, Mm -hmm. to make some deposits every once in a while. So just to be mindful of how much are we asking for change or do this or do that, or just, you know, working together just to keep the boat afloat, but giving some deposits there into that relationship and, and really sowing that love and that thankfulness and appreciation that yeah. can go a really long way. Absolutely. One of my favorite things to do is to text my husband those things, mm-hmm. you know, because yes. as I'm kind of working through my day and I remember, oh my goodness, because I might not remember when he gets home. So I'll grab my phone. That's the beauty of, that is one of the good things about, you know, technology is we can do that. You know, I'm just sitting here thinking about you and how much I appreciate you. And, you know, I love the way you do this, that, or the other thing. What an encouragement to them as they're going through their yes. work day, you know, yes. um, it should just be such yes. a great way to sweeten our marriage. 
Yes. And, and with God too, I mean, it can look, it doesn't have to be complicated. Right. Um, one book that I love is by a friend of mine, Ann Voskamp. She wrote a book called 1000 Gifts. Yes, and I have read it, that years ago. Oh, it is so good. And it's so simple. It's just mm-hmm. keeping a list of things you're grateful for. And I remember one of hers was the soap bubbles that came up when she was doing the dishes, mm-hmm. you know, just very mm-hmm. small things, singing worship, jotting down a prayer, um, just sharing what you appreciate about God with someone in your world. I mean, there are lots of ways that we can express this gratitude to our families, to the world around us, and also to the God who loves us. And mm-hmm. all of those can be really powerful, like we've said, for ourselves, but also for those who get to receive that gift from you. Absolutely. Yes. I, I just, I think we forget the power of, of that particular practice. And I'm just so uh, grateful today that we, we've been able to talk about this. Um I just wondered if you had any last minute uh, final words of encouragement as we wrap up this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I would say in this season, in this November Thanksgiving season, lean into it. And Mm -hmm. and it's okay that maybe you don't beat yourself up, that it's like, okay, I'm just now starting to practice these things. Lean into it as this visceral reminder to be thankful and to offer thoughtfulness to our world. Um, Also, just let it be fun and let your encouragement and gratitude be given without strings attached. So Mm -hmm. that can be a really, really helpful way to frame it for me so that I know that I'm giving without any expectations to receive. And that is just a gift. Again, it's a gift. You're not expecting anyone to pay you back for it. You just want to give that gift of encouragement. And I know that we'll be having another conversation soon, just talking even more specifically to practicing that gratitude and that mindfulness in the midst of challenging seasons during the holidays. But I think that, yes, the best thing that I would say is just to let it be fun, give it without strings being attached and just lean into the season. It's a really, really special season. Mm, I love that. Well, thank you again for being with us today, Nikki. Absolutely. It's a joy. I'm so glad that we're friends now. Now I can call (laughs) this community a part of my community. Absolutely. Now I would love for you to close in a quick word of prayer if you don't mind. Yes, I would love to. Okay. Lord, I just thank you for every person that's listening to this right now, for every mom who's on a drive or doing the dishes or on a walk or um, just wherever any woman finds herself today. God, Mm -hmm. I just pray that you would reveal yourself to her in a fresh way. I pray that as she offers you her gratitude and her appreciation for you, that it would just be met right back with your love and your adoration for her specifically. We thank you for the gift that we have of getting to partner with you and what you're doing in this world. And we just ask for your presence to be with us as we walk into this day in this season. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. 